Hello and welcome to the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast. It's me, Alfie, and this is your one-stop shop for all things fantasy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Going into game week 28. Got a good show. Plenty of uh, blanks going into game week 28, but not us. No, 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 because not only am I joined by Nathan, I've got the secret journalist here, yeah, and all that wealth of knowledge he brings from the journalistic football world to our table. Uh, just to remind everyone that we are an independent podcast. We are not funded in any way whatsoever. Uh, we do everything ourselves, everything in-house, in a house, I should say. Uh, so if you do like what you hear and what you see on Twitter, etc., please like and share. Do tell the world, because the more listeners we have, the more chance there is of us to keep going. Um, unfortunately, yeah, that's just how the world works. And that's my appeal. And the appeal is over now. So let's uh, get down to some fun. Let's get down to some business. Get down to some fun business and business fun. Hello and welcome. Hello, 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 hello. Uh, hello, Nathan. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you? You sound okay, actually. <laughs> Thanks. <Tom. laughs> uh, maybe it's because you're excited because we've got someone else with us today. I know. Who could it be? Who could it be that's opened the door? That's right. It's the secret journalist. Hi, Phil. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to do what beat? No, I just I knew that as soon as you said secret journalist, the hearts of the listeners would sink. So well, I thought I'll try and keep it upbeat. They normally sink around about now anyway, so it might as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, have you? Did you guys? Uh, you've been enjoying the football. Did you watch the Chelsea match yesterday? I missed it last night, unfortunately. Well, as well. Did you see? No, it, di- didn't see it. But I was. I understand they got a bit of a thrashing. Oh, well, this is mm. good. This is a good start for a football podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's informed. <laughs> Thirty-three. Uh, sorry, sixty-six percent. Oh, the podcast haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about that then. Hey, should we have a quick quiz then before, to kick things off that we'll answer later on? Here's your quick quiz. Uh, December 2015 was the first time Bournemouth and Chelsea faced up in the Premier League. First time ever. Uh, which resulted in a 1-0 Bournemouth win. I want you guys to name Chelsea's starting back five that day. So that includes the goalkeepers. It's back four and a goalkeeper. Name their back five. All right, good thinking faces. Mm-hmm. Good thinking faces. Uh, the answers at the end of the show, of course. Right, let's talk FPL then. The uh, game week twenty-seven uh, team pod result. Right, lads. Um, Forty-seven points we got. The average forty-five. We've been bang average of late. We're down from three hundred fifty-four thousand four hundred eighty-four to three hundred eighty-two thousand two hundred eighty-nine. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Agu- Aguero let us down. Yeah. Laces out, Serge. Laces out. Who do you think you are, eh? Uh, as did uh, KDB, Ings, Gomez and Aurier. Uh, Aurier's starting to frustrate me a little bit. Mm-hmm. The plus side, we did well to Captain Salah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Not as well as if we'd Captain Van Arnholt or something, but we don't have him. So we don't have him, no. Pointless conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're, we look, need to turn things around because we're becoming slowly, slowly becoming being average. Um Game week 28 this week uh, was obviously uh, there's four teams not playing. Sheffield United, Aston Villa, Man City and Arsenal. Mm. Um, the plan, I've been building up to this. You guys have been aware I've been building up to this, but the plan was to get a defender in. Okay. Right. Um, who that is, I don't know. That was the first initial plan. But now if you think we should use our free hit. I just, 
I want two of our like biggest assets are Kevin De Bruyne and Aguero, none of which are going to be paying playing this weekend. And rather than sell them to then have to definitely bring De Bruyne back in, we could play the free free here, change our team up, and then next week have them all back in the team again. But mm. well, I'm not too sure about that actually because mm. I think we should save a free hit for when there's because well Man City and Arsenal are going to have double game weeks, aren't they? Yeah, you would expect. Where, where do we stand on on wild cards at the moment? Uh, we don't have any. It's fair enough, mate. Yeah. We got really drunk one day and just lashed them all out. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, fair enough. No, we will. We'll, we'll, we will have enough uh, enough to put out. We'll have a full strength mm. side. You know, we'll have Declan Rice, <laughs> Decore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's inspiring. So, so rather than use uh, free hit, rather than get defender, I've got a new option. Okay. Okay. Aguero's annoyed me, but here we go. We can get rid of Aguero, bring Vardy in, mm. right? And since we dropped, since we sold Vardy, his pr- price has dropped nine point seven million. Don't mean he scored yeah, since we not, dropped him. He's not him. scored this year. No, he's not scored this year. No. But the uh, next four fixtures: Norwich, Villa, Watford, and Brighton. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. might be onto something. Uh, mm. I mean, it's got to be worth a punt, isn't it? Well, N- Norwich particularly this week because they're. They are desperate for points. They're going to have to come out and play, and they try to play quite expansive football. So they're kind of there to be picked up. Mm. He's got to score soon. Yeah, hasn't he? Mm. No. All right. Fine. But I mean, yeah. But by that rationale, we'd have Joe Linton in our side. <laughs> well, you Get say that, in. lads. Get but we don't realise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'd save some money. Anyway, we'll come to that. We'll decide later on yeah. off, off the podcast. Um, so yeah, that's our team in the official Ultimate Fancy Podcast League. That's the one we're all talking about. Congratulations, Abraham Abla. Oh, I can never say his name. Abla Larinwa. Abola Rinwa. Abola Rinwa. Still top. 1,667 points. He's in the top two thousand overall. Well done. You're top mm. of our league, though. That's the one that counts. Seventy points this week. He had Sayas and Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez looking all right, isn't he? Yeah. He yeah. got two assists, one goal, and three appearances. Yeah, he looks pretty tasty, doesn't he? Especially playing such a bang average side as well. Mm. Mm. <sighs> uh, you um, wait. Yeah. You wait while, while, while Igalo gets in up front, he'll be he'll be have a sis out of his ass when Igalo gets <laughs> in up front. <laughs> um, well, especially if Igalo's carrying the coronavirus, there'll be definitely something coming up <laughs> of his ass there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Amit Duta in our league, uh, down to fifth. He scored 40 points this week. Guess who his captain was? Aguero. Aguero. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> doesn't it? I think mm-hmm. I'll be giving up by then. Uh, so, yes, listeners, there'll be prizes at the end of the season. Do join our league. The league code is BST BV4, PSD BV4. Right, let's do the good, the bad, or the ugly. This is why we're all here, isn't it? Yeah. Different scene. Did New you feature. Uh, the highest scoring manager, uh, highest high scoring FBI manager for game week 27 overall. Well done to David Viduro from Italy. His team, Shark80, hashtag six, scored 126 points. 126 points. Right, okay. His team, Hueta, Doherty, Trent, Tarkovsky, Pepe, Mares, Jimenez, uh, Calvert-Lewin, and the captain was a Bamiyang. That's just the highlights. And he also played a bench boost of McCarthy, PVO, McNeil. Mm. Mm. That that doesn't strike me as a team built for long term success. No, no, definitely no. not. Uh, he had two two transfers in this week. Was PVA for uh, Dean and Pepe for Son. Got lucky there, didn't he? Got lucky there, and he's a Man United fan. 
Now, so does that mean that David Faduro <laughs> is he the good, the bad, or the ugly? The good being uh, good, the bad being just rubbish, and the ugly being someone that's moderately below average. So, David Faduro, is he good, bad, or ugly? Nathan, ugly, ugly. Phil, uh, I'll, I'll just say bad. Okay, not a lot of faith. Is it because he's a Man United fan? I can tell you that David Viduro has an overall ranking of... ...507,626. So he's good, oh, then. He's, he's good. good. He's, he's good. very good. Apologies to, to David. Shame on you. Shame mm. on yeah. you both. Hey? Take it all back. Yeah. It's Man United fans. Hey? You beautiful Italian man. <laughs> I mean, he, he, might, he might be one of the ugly ones, though. Yeah. <laughs> Right, let's do team names now. Team names. Um, I've got some team names for you. You like these. For the Paul McCartney fans out there, Saladi Salada. <laughs> Probably not going to get getting that, are they? Oh, bloody, oh, bloody, oh, bloody. Yeah, oh, bloody. yeah well done. Did he write that one, did Vandermark. he? Yeah, that's the Wings, isn't it? No, oh, bloody, oh, bloody, it's Beatles. Oh, it's Beatles, yeah. But I think he must have wrote that one. Unless... I don't know, it seems like a Ringo Starr effort. Yeah. If you were gonna if you were gonna do that, would you not like do this shortened version of Abamianga Obra Yeah. But would that not work better than Salad D? So that's not mm. really track properly. This is why I bring these things to light on the podcast so we can discuss them in detail. Yeah. And mm. pick them apart. Not having that one. Yeah. Or if, if they had Jan Oblak, you could have made it work. That that would have been better than yeah. how that one? Oblak D, Oblak Dar. <laughs> sounds a sounds a bit wrong. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> another one for you. This is a good one. Barry Moore Academy. Don't get it. It's Michael no. Barry Moore, isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I don't get it either. <laughs> I don't know what the thinking was, but James Stevens, well done. We don't know where you're going with that. And um Here's the last one. Goalzilla. Because if you say it correctly slash incorrectly, it sounds better. So you say, Goalzilla. <laughs> he said racistly. <laughs> but that's what I mean. You've got to say it like that. Otherwise, it but, makes but, sense. But Mike that's, Barker. that's just... It's not. It's a bit just... Like, you know, it's like base level of mm. football. Like, oh, what's a, what's a word associated with football? Go, let, let's try and crowbar that into a pun. It's like Norfolk it's just... and Chance, isn't it, as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah I get those at quizzes a lot. Mm. Well, that's all I've got, guys. I'm really sorry to disappoint you all. Well, and dry. Have you got one? I haven't got any. Because oh, well, last time times I've picked them out, you've picked the same team name as me. So. Well, there's no. Well, that's why I chose this one this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you picked some terrible ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put your efforts down as ugly. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I need to work work really hard in training again. Mm. That was a bit deli alley, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, right, that's the end. Of FPL. <laughs> On that high <laughs> note, that's the end. FPL. <laughs> Let's talk draft fantasy. Uh, some pretty good transfer gambles this week, Nathan. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Giroud, Dwight McDeal, Dwight McDeal, Dwight McNeil. <laughs> Dundelio and McNeilio. <laughs> yeah, he put in Giroud on the, on the hoof and yeah. uh, he scored one of those goal things. And Dwight McNeil, mm. he, um, he worked hand in hand with VAR to squeeze some points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, went from uh, losing his clean sheet bonus as a midfielder to uh, mm. getting a... Assist. Pretty lucky assist. I'm, 
I don't. I'm not sure that was a penalty, but I know he stuck his arm out. But it feels like it was top of the shoulder rather than no, it's shoulder stuff. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure over the park. We used to, uh, back in the day, Mar- that's Maradona used to control the ball like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah I was and he didn't that, yeah. cheat. Curlon used to <laughs> run along just do, doing that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But apparently that's now, the rule, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I, it was because I, I went. I was at that game. And, oh yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I was, I was there, and, and it, everyone in the state. Like, it's one thing watching it on TV when that kind of stuff happens because you get that kind of like commentator feeding a little bit in your ear. But um, <laughs> being in the stadium, it's bonkers. Mm. So got no, like no one has any idea what's going. On. You've got you've got one set of fans annoyed because to be fair. When it, when the handball happened, um, the Burnley fans were up and were like shouting penalty, and some of the Burnley players as well seemed to think they had a decent penalty shout. Yeah, so when Andrew it went down the other end, in, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then it went down the other end. Obviously, as soon as Bournemouth scored, their fans went mental. Burnley's fans went mental, and all the players, for one reason or another, on the pitch went mad. And um, but then after that, it was just you know what the hell's going on? No one had a clue. So. From a neutral point of view, I know it's quite fashionable to say "ooh, var" and all this, but was it quite was it quite good fun? Oh, I, I mean, the, the the thing that overrides all of it. I mean, it, it's fun in the sense that you know a bit of chaos is never a bad thing in a game of football. If you're a neutral, it's maybe you know you go on a bit of a roller coaster when you're involved in it. But um, the the thing that I can't get over now, and and in fairness it's interesting because I tend to only go and see live games outside the Premier League when I go and watch because you know my team that I support happens to be outside the Premier League at the moment so I've not really experienced any VAR live until this point now um, but what you notice is that I I can tell there's a tempering of support of like cheering when a goal goes in because you can tell that fans are ever so slightly reticent of like oh I'm going to set we, we might just have to hold fire here because there's a chance that this might get ruled out and the players as well you can see it in the players that it's not like they, they charge off to properly celebrate anymore. They, they they kind of you know sort of celebrate a little bit and then turn around and accept that there's going to be a minute now while they wait yeah. to find out whether it's mm-hmm. actually a goal and that, mm-hmm. t- that takes a huge amount away from football Mm. A massive amount. I mean, it's it's one thing for goals to be scored during the middle of a game, but imagine that's like a winner in a four-three uh, last minute, and you've got that raw emotion that comes with it, and then suddenly you've got, oh no, I'm going to say it. We better just well, we had that in the fire a bit. Champions League, didn't we? Yeah, the Man City. Oh Spurs yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, wasn't it? For that? Yeah. yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was I think that was I think before though the players really were cottoned on to actually this might not count. Because right. also it might get to the point where uh, I was thinking this yesterday, um, where as a player you handle it, but you normally if you get the break you carry on. You might put the ball in the back in there, and was, you might get to the point where players just suddenly just stop now because mm. there's no point scoring because then we'll go to VAR and get ruled out. Yeah, there's so much dead football now that gets played though as well, isn't there? Yeah. Like that, um, anyway, we digress. Yeah, <laughs> We're talking time. about Dwight McNeil scoring yeah. McNeil, goal mega points assist. for you, uh, along with Giroud. Giroud, who, by the way, I don't want to say it now, but we put it out there. Mm. We we bigged up Giroud on this show. I say bigged up. We put him down as a recommendation, maybe mm. as a punt. It paid off, so I'm not going to highlight the ones that didn't come off. Mm. <laughs> oh, by the <laughs> way, yeah. So uh, at DefoJam19 underscore 19, he tweeted us to say, "Nice one for the heads up on Giroud and Alonso." Yeah, because we did mention that Alonso could play mm. a bit like as his score. Wow. Mm. Uh, so overall, Nate, you did all right. What was your score? What was your score? Sixty-six in the draft. Sixty-six to what? Click. Like thirty something? Was it forty something? Yeah, I think. Yeah, got thirty-seven or something. Yeah, like Van Holt got you fifteen points as well. Yeah, yeah. You have to drop him now. That's over with. That's him done now. That's him done yeah. for the season. 
And then just some average scores around then after that. That's all you need, mate, isn't it? Mm. Phil. No, I was just gonna say there was there was a, a few big scores, weren't there, in our league this week? Yeah, yeah. there was, like, was quite a few people in the sixties. Well they were you well, not your one. Your no, one. No, not not me. But, but, <laughs> uh, you but squeeze... as, as you were as you were pointing out to midweek, it doesn't matter what your player points score, does it? Mm. No, it doesn't, doesn't matter what your point point score, no. you get those three. <laughs> three points is all that matters. Yeah, you squeeze past Tris forty four to forty two. Yeah, big, uh, big, big Kante point game. <laughs> yeah, he was winning, and then obviously Draft Fantasy updated their things as they do without telling yeah. anyone, and you won four. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> Which means yeah, yours. Well, yeah. I'm just t- <laughs> taking it each game at a time, aren't I? I'm pretty sure that's the second time this season that Tris has won and been awarded the win, and then had a Conte point review and been varred out and lost. Yeah, that's his VAR, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, essentially, he's, he's experienced what Bournemouth experienced on yeah. Saturday. In the, he's, he's gone from one extreme to another. It's like, oh, no, you haven't scored. And also, Burnley are about to. So, um... hmm. Phil, though, you've got to be happy. Still seven points clear at the top, 53... Yeah, match yeah, yeah. points. I think I, I, I'm. I was was that seven before? Is it? Is you, it just yeah. Kept on, or oh, was it? Okay. You, no, you, I, you dropped yeah, points, didn't you, last week? Yeah, I got beat by Ben last. Ben's on a little rich vein of form at the moment, mm. so he's kind of um, We're discussing yeah. it off air. Yeah, <laughs> I've been moaning about that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, oh, really? What? What's the? What are the main gripes? Well, about, no, well, uh, I, t- yeah. I, I tell you what. It was Tommy Gunn. Um, yeah. If he had a goalkeeper, he lost by two points. <laughs> if he yeah, had a goalkeeper, which is, yeah. you know, because he had Kepper in goal, and for some reason he's keeping on to Kepper in goal, even though Kepper's not playing. And if he had a goalkeeper, potentially would have drawn all one. Mm. He's done that this week, don't he? And he's rectified that. Oh, he's, after situation. four weeks of, sorry, yeah. four or five weeks of learning, Kepper's not going to play, he's dropped him. Yeah. It, and so, to, to kind of move on to, to Tommy Gunn briefly, like <laughs> what I what I really admire about him is his, his allegiance to basically just three clubs. Yeah. Um, it's just, I've it's got a lot of time for that kind of all, all or nothing. It's really good. To, yeah, because you only have to keep football. your eye on a couple of games that yeah. way as yeah, well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to worry about what Burnley's fullbacks doing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's quite good. So, yeah, he's got Wolves, Sheffield United, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Mm. That's his fourteen. Yeah, so that's, he's got that's three players yeah. from each, right? Mm. And and he's and he's doing really well at them because to be fair, Sheffield United have been pretty consistent. But Wolves have started to keep like the most mythical mythical, yeah. mythical Wolves clean sheets. Yeah, that we it's actually about happening. To, Phil, start to happen because <laughs> we discussed last time, didn't we? we? Were like, oh, we've got Wolves defenders. Do we drop them? What do we? Do? But they look like they're going to keep a clean sheet. Their stats are good. When is yeah. it going to happen? It, it's been happening. Three clean sheets in a row. And, and also, some of those players that that. Um, that Tommy Gunn has had throughout, like the, these players that he's picked up, that you look at during the course of the season and think they, they should be doing better than they are, are suddenly now starting to do better mm. than they were. Like Neves is starting to pick up points, and oh. Pepe is doing well, and it's yeah, it's, he's he's starting to look a bit a bit threatening. Mm. But he's still languishing, so that's good yeah, news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so your points, uh, your top uh, with fifty three points. Moon and Benny P uh, follow you with forty six joint second then the best team in the league is in fourth oh that's my team <laughs> with 45 points uh despite having the highest number of player points but we're not going to discuss that it's not mm. important is it uh just behind me despite being <laughs> 200 player points behind me in sixth uh, with 43 is you nathan hello <laughs> <laughs> you've had a bit of a resurgence actually yeah 
It's coming I, good. I'm just a streaky player. This is now, I think, three wins in a row after six losses in a row. So I think what what we're seeing now is the cream is rising to the top mm. and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and Isherwood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Isherwood's very well, it's, no, it's, quite, it's quite cheap cream, but it's still rising. <laughs> well, I've got Isherwood this week. Uh, for those who don't know, Isherwood is the, the luckiest um, draft player in history. Um, despite not scoring any points, he wins loads of games. Um, but I've got him this week, game week 28, of course. Um, I've been looking forward to this game. We'll be planning for it for, I think, for months. <laughs> <laughs> so if I don't win, this will be more devastating than you guys realise, actually. Yeah. Um, Tommy Gunn's got Ming and Phil. Nath, you got manners. Oh, I haven't looked at yours, Phil. Oh, okay. what have I got? Uh, you've got someone. Uh... Uh, oh, I've got Mooney. Oh, good. Well, that's a big game, mate. First yeah. versus second. Mm. Yeah. It's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. Any transfers this week then, you guys? Yeah. I've um, I've already made a couple, I think. Well, I've had to drop Suchek, West Ham. My mm. He's my Ronaldinho. And I've had to drop <laughs> him because he's got injured straight away. He doesn't get injured for years. Goes and plays at West Ham, gets injured. And then I bought in Ross Barkley. <laughs> I watched 20 minutes of him yesterday. Mm. I thought there's no way he's playing this weekend. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Same could be said for Giroud as well. well Kante's injured, isn't he? Kante so, is injured. So that, mm. that enhances Barkley's prospects No, no, mate, a you didn't bit. see the game yesterday. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nothing more refreshing than dropping a player mid-game. Yeah. <laughs> How about I've, you, Nate? I've brought in uh, Aaron's from Norwich. Not really because I think there's going to be a clean sheet, but actually his tackles and interceptions are quite high. Mm-hmm. He's a solid like it. four and five points, even when they lose at the moment, plus p- potential for an assist. Um, and then I've also brought in Fred. Yes, I noticed that. Well, he's he got scored seven points. Obviously, we play with Conte points in our league. Yeah. Uh, the other one, actually, he's been playing very well, and playing well in real life is Matic. Mm. His form is very good at the moment. And you could see him... Uh, I mean, uh, um, they've got so-and-so back, and what's his name? McTominay. McTominay. So he should stay in the team, but mm. then again, you, you wouldn't trust Solskjaer to yeah. think wisely. So um, you can see Matic popping up with goal every now and then, yeah. as well as those tackle bonuses. Phil, you made any transfers? Uh, ju- just just fine-tuning, really, mate, when you top. You don't need mm-hmm. to night over. Um, no, <laughs> I just, all, all I did was, um, was bring in... Uh, Christensen into my defence. Oh, because um, you, you replaced Tamori, was it? Tamori, yeah. I mean, I, I've had at various points like Tamori, Zuma and Christensen and it seems to me like that Tamori is at the bottom of that little list yeah. at the moment. He doesn't seem to even make the bench these days, which is surprising because mm. I think he's quite a good player, but he seems to be favouring Christensen. Although, I don't know, did he play yesterday? Yeah, he did. That, he's, um, played, he's I mean, playing I'd, very well, actually. Uh, so I've, I brought him in, but that's I don't know whether he'll leave. I don't know whether he'll actually start or not. I had my finger hovering over a couple of other transfers for players that aren't really pulling the weight at the moment, but I didn't really follow through on it because there wasn't anyone worth bringing in for them. Mm. <laughs> it's exciting times. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you guys real, don't have any gripping. Arsenal, Man City. That's I got rid of Mustafi to bring in Aaron's. So God, that's not that's all right. I know exactly. Yeah, not really lost out there. That's <laughs> a cleanse if I've yeah. ever heard of one. You feel? No, no, I've just got I've got one Sheffield United defender, so it's fairly easy to manage. Mm. Fine, happy days. Right, that's the end of draft, uh, and that <laughs> is the whistle for half time. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't go anywhere, though. Um, we'll have our halftime analysis uh, with Matt Kearney in the tactics truck. Hello, Matt Bowstring the Carp. Hey, Alfie, how's it going? I'm good, mate. Um, when it comes to FPL, uh, my team's got a bit mediocre, whereas yours, you're on the up. In fact, I think you scored, what, 61 points this week, and you've overtaken yeah. us now. Ooh, I like this. Is that, <laughs> I know, is that, right? Good or bad? <laughs> is that cheap? It's bad for us. I, I I don't know what that is actually. It's just, it just happened. We just have to accept it. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, so that what that means is actually I think you've been pulling it back ever this way, which means it's good. You're building momentum. Yeah, I I don't think I've watched much football over the last maybe six weeks, and I think I've gotten green arrows in every game week. So <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Um, so game week 28, Matt, this is an exciting game week. I think, I think it is. I, I like the fixtures here. Of course, first of all, there's Friday night football and it's Norwich versus Leicester. There is indeed. Yeah. Um, I like the, I like this game coming up because I mean, the fixtures this week, nothing really stands out, you know, maybe Bournemouth and Chelsea, um, you know, Watford and Liverpool, you know, they're all away games. Uh, of course, Norwich and Leicester isn't away game, but I think with the position that Norwich are in, you know, they're smack bottom of the table. They can't exactly afford to set up defensively. You know, they really need to throw the kitchen sink at it at this stage of the season. Um, and I think that'll just play into Leicester's hands. I know Leicester's form hasn't been great, you know, the likes of Vardy and stuff. But, you know, there's some good options. Hopefully we'll get some early team nails being a Friday game. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of voyeurs looking towards Twitter, certain Twitter accounts for, for early team nails. I think if Harvey Barnes um, looks to be getting back into the team, he could be a really good differential. Six million, two point eight percent ownership, uh, and I, I know a lot of people will be looking maybe to offload the likes of Jack Grealish, who has a blank this week and tricky fixtures coming up. So could be a nice swap and a nice way to free up cash. Leicester's fixtures after this game week are, are looking pretty good for the next six mm. weeks as well. You know the, the usual suspects: Jamie Vardy, who I'm actually thinking of captaining. And, you know, you can take your pick of the defenders. There's, you know, Soyuncu, Chilwell, Pereira, um, Evans, you know. So there's, it, it remains to be seen how well they'll they'll kind of shape up defensively. I mean, we expect Norwich to attack, so they may score. I do think Leicester will get plenty of um, attacking opportunities. Vardy did blank last week against Man City, but he had a really good chance, um, you know, hit the post. Uh, you know, it was a really, really good chance and another day he might have converted it. So, yeah, I'm quite optimistic with Leicester this week. I know a lot of people will be put off with the Friday night game in case they blank. You know, there's that mental uh, factor <laughs> of having to sit through Saturday and Sunday of after a captain blank. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go for it and, and hope for the best. Well, you're thinking in the same long lines of uh, what me and the boys were talking about, about Jamie Vardy, is those upcoming fixtures that really will swing it. I'm always conscious about the fact that you can be too distracted by that, but... At the same time, it'd be stupid not to go for him. It'd be stupid. So I like it, Matt. I like it a lot. Just regarding Leicester, um, a, good, a good friend of mine, a uh, uh, fantasy freak on, on Twitter, he did up um, just a, a concise piece on Vardy against the reverse fixtures of who he's, come, who, who he's going to be playing in the next six, six weeks. 
And, uh, you know, he seems to be a flat track bully. He, he does really well against these kind of smaller teams. So, of course, it's kind of the, the form versus fixtures debate again. Fine. Right. You, you're almost convincing me to Captain Vardy as well. So if it goes wrong, <laughs> I will be blaming you, Matt. I don't want the blame, but I'll take the credit if it, if it, if it comes <laughs> okay, Fair enough. That seems legit. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks very much for this game week, Matt. Uh, we'll see you the other side. Thanks, Alfie. Tatsy's jerk, Tatsy's jerk. I got a jerk, it's full of tactics. It brings me luck and you will suck. Cause you don't have a Tatsy's truck. Tommy Gant, deluded one. How are you, mate? All right, mate. Yeah, how's it going? I'm good. Oh, I won in drafts. I'm happy. Um, that's the that's the main thing. You, well, well, you lost. I lost by two points. Two points. Sixty-seven, sixty-nine. Unbelievable. Sixty-seven points, and you end up on the losing side. I mean, it's a scandal. That is the luck league. Luck league, as it were, um, normally it gets me, but uh, yeah, that is tough. That is really disappointing. Although you could argue that if you had a goalkeeper, you would have done all right. I need a goalkeeper. I mean, if you're playing a game of football, having a goalkeeper does give you certain sort of security and it does give you a plus. Uh, I don't know why I didn't have a goalkeeper. I meant to put one in, and then Saturday came around, and before I know it, it locked in. Game week had started, and I was like, oh. I haven't got a keeper. Um, but then Pizzle went on a massive just scoring streak. I thought I was going to... I was like 25 points behind him at one stage. But then uh, Obama Yang sort of scored a few goals and did stuff. Um, I picked up a few points elsewhere from the Wolves players. That was quite good. That was a good pick-up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lost by two. Uh, the Wijnaldum goal I thought was going to be the turning point, but yeah, it wasn't. Um, bummer. He got that Mane late uh, 81st minute or something. He got a Mane goal, and that was that was the tipping point. So, um, moving forward, talking about moving forward, uh, game week twenty eight. As we've discussed previously, there's no Arsenal and no Sheffield United, and your team is they're two halves of your core. That is basically like six players I won't have. So I'm going to lose this match as well because there's not really anything I can do about that. Um, I have picked up two keepers. I've gone for Reina at Villa, not because. I think he's going to score a load of points, but because having one keeper is better than none. <laughs> and I picked up Ben Foster as well. So they're both pretty, they're both pretty solid keepers. Whether they're going to you know, make the difference is, well, they're not, but you know, uh, that's fine. Um, I'll stick with my Wolves boys and my Liverpool boys and, you know, just hope for, I hope I'm playing. Who am I playing? Do you know? I've no idea. Oh, I do. No, oh, I do know. I've, I've checked this out. Actually, we've, uh, we said at the top of the show, I'm playing someone rubbish. <laughs> well you're not well who isn't rubbish in our league to be honest well, manners and Dow. yeah you are actually playing you've got ming and phil oh my god so ming and phil is a bit rubbish but he has these weeks where he's suddenly really good yeah he's, he's these weeks where he's suddenly really good and then he gets really vocal on the whatsapp and tells everybody and then you're like where have you been the last month and he's suddenly like giving it all the big and when he wins and so you know, like slagging Arsenal off and going, oh, giving it all the Billy, you know. Yeah, um, so I'm I'm preparing for that, basically. Right. Well, good luck this game week then, Tommy Gunn. Yeah. And we... uh, I'll see you the other side. Don't forget to post your ACA, wherever it's going to be. Yeah. We're still on a massive losing run during 2020. I had no winners. No Brilliant. winners. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So, 
Well, I'll do one at the weekend. Might keep it. Might keep it small. Four or five teams. Modest, modest, and and victorious. That's what we want. Marginal gains. Yeah. Marginal gains. Right. Thanks very much, then, mate. All right, mate. See you later. And that is the whistle for the second half. Let's get it underway. <laughs> and we're going to underway with the game week fixtures for game week 28. Don't forget, no Arsenal, no Man City, no Aston Villa, no Sheffield United this week. I can't mm. stress that enough. Uh, so Friday, 28th of February, that's Friday Night Football. You've got Norwich versus Leicester City. Saturday, 29th of February, Brighton against Crystal Palace. Bournemouth against Chelsea. Newcastle against Burnley. West Ham against Southampton. And the evening kickoff, Watford against Liverpool. And on Sunday, the 1st of March, Everton against Man United and Tottenham against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Mm. They're both two o'clock kickoffs. Yeah, don't understand that. Why is there not a four o'clock game? I don't know. And in, oh, I don't know. I'm at a gig as well. I can't. Mm. Can't watch that dirge. <laughs> Fixture focus. Uh, first match, Bournemouth versus Chelsea. Now, we picked this one because it's not so obvious. In the past, the last four Premier League matches between these two, there's always been a clean sheet. Uh, one for Chelsea, three for Bournemouth. Mm. So there was a 3-0 Bournemouth, 2-0 Chelsea, 4-0 Bournemouth, and most recently in December, 1-0 Bournemouth at Stamford Bridge. Uh, that's when Dan Gosling got that cheeky winner. Uh, Frank played four at the back in that loss and considering they played three last night and got beaten, might go back to that. Cherries uh, had Callum Wilson missing that day as well. So, uh, Phil, let's start with you. Bournemouth versus Chelsea? Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 like I mentioned earlier, I saw Bournemouth at the weekend uh, against Burnley and um, they were all right, actually. They, like, I know it was 3-0 and it looks bad. But they actually first half they were best side, and um, and had some decent players on show. And I think that they it strikes me Chelsea are the kind of game where you can see Bournemouth getting a result. I know it sounds weird, like Chelsea are a slightly more sort of lofty side up the league and what have you. But it's the kind of game where I can realistically see them getting a league uh, a, a result. I don't think Chelsea are that t- are that sort of decent at the back. Um, yeah, I I I, I rate Bournemouth. <laughs> it is a weird thing to say when they're battling against relegation but I quite like them mm. as a club and I quite like some of the players Harry Wilson was decent on Saturday um, Billing was was kind of busy and useful on Saturday as well uh, Callum yeah, Wilson fluffed actually thank you mm. yeah oh yeah I did not mm-hmm. say yeah. Callum Wilson fluffed a couple of opportunities but you know he's not he doesn't quite look at it at the moment but now I, I can see Bournemouth genuinely I can see him winning this mm, yeah. they are a bit of a bogey team for Chelsea yeah they've got a knack of ending like tough runs of form with wins against Chelsea as well. Um, <laughs> they've actually, that Stamford Bridge result, they've actually won three times in five visits to Stamford Bridge. Obviously it's at the Vitality this weekend yeah. though as well. Um, Chelsea had a good win against obviously a poor Spurs side at the weekend. Um, I didn't see the Bayern game as we discussed really, but Giroud looked a much better outlet for um, Chelsea against he does. Spurs, holding the ball up and bringing, especially Mason Mount looked a lot more effective with someone to play off. Obviously, Hazard benefited a lot from having Giroud as a kind of target man to play off. Alonso managed to get himself sent off last night as well, didn't he? Oh, did he? I turned it off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've looked at the uh, the betting stats for this. And it's 85% of chance of there being more than 1.5 goals, so at least two goals. Yeah, in this as well, and the stats would suggest, on average, that Chelsea would win this one two-one. However, I think the Bournemouth v Chelsea factor. I actually mm-hmm. fancy Bournemouth to sneak something in this game as well, like Phil. 
Mm, me too, actually. Um, so the uh, players you'd be looking at, uh, well, before last night, it was a Giroud and Barkley, but Tammy is back. And Giroud is mm. a good uh, foil, but there, there there was a lack of communication. A lot of things went awry, actually, last night. And Ross Barkley didn't cover himself in glory, as I, as I said before. Josh King for Bournemouth, though. Three mm. goals, one assist in seven mm. games against Chowski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do a prediction then. Phil? <laughs> I'll go 2-1 Bournemouth. Ooh, no clean sheet for you. I'm going to follow that and go 2-1 Bournemouth as well. 2-1 Bournemouth. Well, I'm going to go 1-0 Bournemouth. I'm, I'm, I'm amending my clean sheet forecasts as we go. This is mm. live. Yeah, 1-0 <laughs> one Bournemouth. One big thing, I think that one big thing that Bournemouth probably needs is Nathan Ake needs to be back as well for him because he's he, they, whilst they were whilst they were decent at Burnley, I thought that you know, they, look, they didn't look quite solid at the back um, and he, he adds a little bit more authority to their defensive line, so hopefully be back as well, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. Right, let's move on to West Ham Southampton. Um, again, there's points here. There's definitely points here. West Ham uh, much improved against Liverpool, scoring twice. Even mustered up seven shots in total. Wow. Uh, they are, however, bottom of the form table for the last ten matches. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? Um, Southampton look good team, capable of taking a game to anyone. However, West Ham have won the past four Premier League meetings against Southampton with an aggregate score of 9-1. <laughs> Most recently with a 1-0 win at Mary, St. Mary's. Um, <laughs> prior to that, they beat Southampton with Hasenhutl at the helm. Mm. Uh, the tail end of last season, 3-0 at the London Stadium. Mm. Of course, Arnie was playing then. Uh, could West Ham be Southampton's bogey team, Phil? Um, I mean, uh, West Ham, the, the thing that's a, the obviously now like highlights about West Ham is how they played at Anfield, which is unlike any way that West Ham have played in recent weeks at all. They're a bit of a, a sort of, I don't know, a bit of a shambles of a football club of late, aren't they? I mean, they, 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 I don't think anyone really thinks they've made a great managerial appointment and the club behind the scenes is a bit of a mess because the fans are turning on their owners and Karen Brady's getting stick left, right and centre. they they play in a stadium that barely any of the fans actually want to be in, so it's it's not a good place to be at West Ham. But I, I, they, I think that they they're capable of picking up uh, points here. Whether they'll get three or not, I doubt it. I think we might be looking at a draw for them. But you can take they can obviously take a lot of hope from how they played at Anfield. They've got one or two players that I'd definitely be looking out for, and uh, uh, ones that could potentially do things. Snodgrass, I like mm-hmm. not just because he's an ex Leeds player, but because he makes chances and yeah. the. You know, he's he's a presence in the box and he, he's set pieces and that kind of stuff. So I think he if you if you are you know minded to think that West Ham might pick something up this weekend, I think he might be central to it. Good, I'm glad you said that because I picked some of my draft team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh Nathan. West Ham, they've got a poor home record, obviously in a stadium that no one really wants to be in. 20, <laughs> they've only won twenty three percent of their home games this season. Whoa. Um, Southampton have actually got a pretty decent away record. They've won forty six percent of. Their Isn't it away better games. than their home form? I think actually, it's much better than the, their. Yeah. yeah. Um, so stronger away from home. West Ham's last home win was that four nil trouncing of Bournemouth, which I think was Moyes' first game in charge. It was, it was that it was. long ago. Southampton have actually won three of their last four league away games <laughs> as well. I fancy Southampton to do this. I think Southampton are decent side as much as it pains me to say that with my <laughs> roots on the south coast um the players obviously ward prowse especially if you're playing with tackles and interceptions shane long and then uh Gineppo, who i think did everything except score at the weekend mm. he looks very lively 
So what were you going for, sorry? I'm going for a Southampton win. Um, and I think they will win 2-1. 2 <laughs> 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 got a feeling every game is going to be 2-1. Phil, what's your score? Uh, I'm going to go for 2 all. Ooh. Two all, okay, okay. Well, say so, one other one other thing, just to mention. So I, I'm looking at that. I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, like, if you are a draft fantasy football player, that um, and you like your tackles and interceptions, there's a kid who played. I think it's his second game for West Ham. Mm. Jeremy Ngakia, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, right, but okay. he uh, seven tackles and uh, three interceptions in what the last game. What position does he play, Phil? Uh, um, I, he is a defender. But so you don't get quite the uh, amount of points for defensive ones as you do potentially for midfielders, depending on how you've set it up. But if he's going to continue form like that, then it might be someone that might get you the, uh, just an extra point here and there. Well, you can I see th- how excited Alfie looks right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I think he's lost the tackle bonus. <laughs> Cante point fever is yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, and also I'm well. I'm tipping West Ham to win this. Ooh. I was either going to go three 0 or three one. It's one of those. This is the freak. This is the freak result. This one. This, this is, is your the freak, freak result. result. Is it? Our friends, the fantasy football chaps, they have their prediction player predictions for fan tracks, and they're going for Armstrong and Long. So two Southampton players. Mm, exciting times. So good. We all agree so far. West Ham are going to win. Oh no, no, that's not what you said, is it? <laughs> right. Let's have a short drinks break while this goes to VAR. And then we'll come back and do the quickchers. Here is FBI Nymphro with the trending transfers. Of the goalkeepers, Pope is leading the way as the trendiest transferred in this week. The Burnley man has been picked up by over 43,000 managers already. Schmeichel is the second most transferred goalkeeper in this week with over 29,000 plus buys. In defence, the Sheffield United defenders are taking a bit of a battering in the sales this week. Managers are turning to Wolves and Leicester this game week in defence as Sace leads the transfers in currently with 35 plus thousand purchases. Soyuncu is close behind him with over 29,000 buys. In midfield, the United man Fernandez has become very trendy. He leads the transfers in with over 167 plus thousand purchases. Richarlison and Martial are the next closest transfers in and both of them have been picked up by over 66,000 managers. Up front, surprisingly, Aubameyang is the most transferred in forward this week with over 107,000 purchases. This is massive considering the Arsenal man misses out due to the blank this week. Even crazier though is that despite Vardy being the second most transferred out up front this week, he is also the second most transferred in this week and close to being the trendiest with 101 plus thousand purchases. That was, of course, FPL Nymphra. You can hear more from her if you go to her YouTube page. The link is in our episode blurb. Uh, right, we're back. Uh, turns out it wasn't a sending off. Phil, you're okay. <laughs> uh, they're, they're on the quickchers. Uh, so, quickchers, yep. Brighton versus Palace, the A23 derby. Uh, and actually, form does normally go out the window in this fixture. In the Premier League, these two have played five times. Brighton unbeaten in the past three fixtures, having won twice and drawing the fixture at Selhurst Park in December. 1-1. Clean sheets have only appeared once. A nil-nil draw back in their first Premier League meeting in November 2017. Mm, you don't think... Uh, you think Palace will win this, Nath? Yeah, I do. I, f- I fancy Palace to get a 1-0 win. I think Brighton are a nice enough team, but 
they don't seem to have really ever had a real patch of strong form. Like they've flattered to deceive a little bit. I think Palace coming off the back of a bad run of form, good win against Newcastle. Um, I think Roy will steady the ship over the next few weeks and I think they'll start picking up more wins. Mm. Thanks to them 1 0. Maybe okay. Zaha. Zaha, yeah, six goals, three assists, and 11 matches. Oh. Uh, Brighton are the team he scored the most goals against in his career. He'd be up for it. He's obviously a Palace boy, isn't he, as well? So Palace boy. It's I mean, weird derby. He like Brighton. He likes to score against Brighton. Uh, he's also, um, I tell you what, uh, Milivojevic has uh, scored a couple of penalties against him as well. Mm. He missed the Newcastle game three on us. But uh, I imagine Saha made those as well. So that's assists, isn't it? Uh, mm. Phil, how do you see this one going? Uh, I'm going the exact opposite to what I, I think Brighton might get a 1-0 win here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I think they might just sneak it there. I mean, they're, they're obviously desperate for points. They're, they're, and the, this much-heralded kind of, oh, we play a little bit nicer football now, but we're still in the same situation we were last year when we weren't playing good football. But it's um, I, I think that they've just got enough that might get it over the line. I think Palace have been... You know, kind of they've lurched from victory to defeat for most of the season. They've not really had a massive amount of consistency. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think maybe another Morpé winner, mm. and they might win one 0 So maybe it might be a time to get like Webster or a Dunk in your side as well. Mm. Mm, I'm, 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 I'm on board with that um, because as much as I want Palace to win, I think Brighton always edge these. And uh, uh, the fantasy football chats prediction for fan tracks: Shane Duffy. There you go. There's your defender you get, Shane Duffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go, I was going to go for 2-1, actually. That's what we do. Newcastle Burnley. Burnley joined second alongside Man City in the form table. Played six, drawn one, lost one, unbeaten in five. Newcastle, since beating Chelsea, haven't won for four matches, losing their last two. Burnley <laughs> beat Bruce's Magpies 1-0 in December at Turf Moor. Newcastle have been lost at home to Burnley since April 1976, when Abel were number one with the song... Fernando, <laughs> which and which player plays in defence for Newcastle? Fernandez. <laughs> Is it a sign? Probably not. Uh, yeah. Can Burnley go six unbeaten, Nathan? Yes, hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. Newcastle haven't scored in four and a half hours of football. Now, I think I have pointed out last week how terrible their attacking stats are. Didn't get any better at the weekend against <laughs> Palace. I think Burnley. I. Can see him winning two or three now. Well, there you go. That's good enough for me, Phil. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Two or yeah, three now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think Burnley are the kind of side that will that will be hard for Newcastle to play against. You know, the tough. Ta- I know this is like cliche to talk about it, but there is a truth to it. You know, that they're, they're committed. They run hard. They tackle hard. Dykes likes all that stuff. They're underrated because they play better football than that, and they play better football mm. particularly now they've got Vidra in the side. Like it's interesting watching them now. Or certainly watching them in that last game that without Chris Wood in the side and without Ashley Barnes, there was less sort of option for them to just try and force the ball forward a lot quicker. So they were using Vidra, who was dropping out. Movement's excellent. He's really, really useful. Mm. I think he might be someone, if you haven't already picked him up, that might be worth looking at again. Um, yeah, I think he's... And then McNeil's good. You know, he's a, he's a solid... <laughs> he, he's, he seems to have added... What I like about him is that he's, he's not just this kind of up-and-down winger. He seems to have added running through the centre of the pitch to his yeah. game as well. He's kind of like driving runs to the middle. Yeah, he's, yeah, just like... I mean, I don't down. mean it's a slide, no, yeah, it's a but it kind of feels like it. Mm. But no, I, I agree. Two, two or three nil, potentially, Burnley. Yeah. yeah, they've got a good selection of attacking players now, Burnley, haven't they? With Rodriguez, mm. Vidra, Wood, Barnes and McNeil. Mm-hmm. And if you are minded to pick up, if you do back them to get a clean sheet this week, then they've got a couple of 
imagine sort of less pricey option. I mean, for, uh, Phil Bardsley is an option who's mm. um, who's actually in the side and will be cheap. And, mm. you know, get a clean sheet out of him. Charlie Taylor's still cheap as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Charlie yeah. Taylor's there. That's the defender I suggested we were going to... If we were going to pick up defender this week, that's who I was going to suggest. 4.2 million he is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's also on the radar for fantasy football chats for fan tracks as well, as is Vidra, as we discussed. Mm. Uh, for those playing Conte points, if he's available, Bentaleb, he does pretty well at those... Mm. You need a stopper. Right, that's the end of the quickchers. We are going to now do the super quickchers <laughs> and cue the music. Okay, Norwich versus Leicester. 1 1 at the KP uh, most recently. Ian Nacho might play, might not play. Does it count as concussion? I don't know. Nathan? Um, I think Leicester will win this one 3 1. I think Norwich are done for, unfortunately. Ooh, but no clean sheet for Leicester. Phil? Yeah, I agree. Norwich are done for. Leicester will win it 2 1. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm going to go for Leicester 3-0. That, I don't think that, actually. I think 1-0. <laughs> Watford versus Liverpool. <laughs> Phil, you put the curses on Watford when you came on here and you picked them up and you were like, oh, they're doing so well. Played five, drawn two, lost three. Their yeah. score between these two for the past four games is 15-0. <laughs> Salah, eight goals in five games against the Hornets. Mane, five and eight. VVD got a double against them last season, a 5-0 win. Where do you see this one going, Phil? Uh, I think we're living in a world now where Liverpool are never going to lose again. So it's mm. probably 3-0 Liverpool. 3-0 Liverpool? 6-0 Liverpool. 6-0 Liverpool. <laughs> Salah to get five. You're facing Salah this week, Nathan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so a Salah to get five. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, Spurs versus Wolves. Uh, Spurs won 2-1 in December, but they did have Kane and Son in their team. Remember those guys? Mm. Uh, Nathan, you want Spurs to win. I do, but I think Wolves will win this one. I think they'll win, they'll keep another clean sheet to go four in a row, and I think it'll be one 0 Okay, Phil. Yeah, I think that Son injury has really screwed oh, Spurs massively. after Kane going out. And um, I saw I watched a bit of Wolves at the weekend, and they were really good. Um, so I'll go two nil Wolves. Yeah, I'll go uh, two nil. Oh two, no, one one. There you go. Uh, Fantasy Football Chats prediction for Fantrax. Their player, they picked up uh, Sanchez. I think actually Sanchez has been Spurs' best defender in the last couple of months. And actually against Leipzig was probably the only player that come out of that with any real credit. Mm, Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, Everton versus Man United. Oh, Man United. Um, (laughs) Everton versus Man United. Man United are back apparently. Again, uh, Fernandez looking good though, as we said, 8.2 million. Um, that price is on the rise. Phil, Everton, Man United. Uh, is Ancelotti going to teach old Solskjaer a lesson? Uh, yeah, um, I think I think Man United are always back after they win, ahead yeah, no, of just ahead of losing again. It's like you know, just maybe like keep your powder dry, lads, a little bit. But um, Everton were good at, at, at Arsenal. Um, they probably should have at least got a point out of that game because they were, for large parts of it, the better side. Um, I think they'll beat Man United 2-1. Good. Nathan? I'm 100% with Phil on that one. I think they'll win 2-1 as well. Good. Well, can I be 300% on that one then? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I think a 2-1 seems likely, doesn't it? Mm. So good. The fantasy football chaps have gone for Bernard. They always go for Bernard, actually. Mm. Must do well in fan tracks. And uh, now the clean sheet forecast. Right, I've gone for Everton, Leicester, West Ham, Liverpool. Nathan? I've gone for, um, this might not reflect in the results that I've called out, but Burnley, <laughs> Palace, Wolves and Liverpool. It's a good point, actually. I said Bournemouth, didn't I? Uh, Phil? Yeah, um, Brighton, Burnley, Liverpool and Wolves, I reckon. 
okay, I can work with that. Fine. Uh, and that is, that's a full-time whistle. <laughs> I still can't get a proper full-time whistle whistle. <laughs> but it's a whistle. Uh, but don't go anywhere, guys, because we have, after this, we have the post-match analysis, which is basically the quiz question and the answer to it. (laughs) Here we are then, post-match analysis. Sooness is in the corner, ranting about Pogba. (laughs) Whilst he does that, uh, right, let's do the question then. December 2015 was the first time Bournemouth and Chelsea faced up in the Premier League ever, which resulted in a 1-0 Bournemouth win. I want you to name Chelsea's starting back five, including the goalkeeper, that day. Right, who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Courtois. Yes. Phil? Um, Terry? No. Ah. Dave Azpilicueta? No. Uh, Cahill? Yes. Ah, nice. David Lewis? No. Um, Ashley Cole? No. Ivanovic? Yes. Oh, nice. There's another one that's still there now. Um, went to Everton last year. Zuma. Oh, Zuma. Yeah. Right, yeah. And you got one more and you won't get it. So obviously a left. <laughs> left back. Left back. Left yeah. back. Oh. I've no idea where he is now. I totally forgot about him. I didn't really know much about him then. He's got a really cool name though. Senegalese. Oh, oh, oh yeah. God. Baba, Baba Rahman. Baba yeah. Rahman. Abdul Baba Rahman. Yeah. yeah. Baba Rahman, he's still Baba only Rahman. about 23 as well somehow. Yeah. He's, he's been out on loan forever, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. There you I think go. he's still a Chelsea player. Uh, hey, so that result in 2015, that was the first time in his managerial career that Chelsea boss Jose Mourinho lost a home league game against a new promoted team. Oh, yeah, of course. There we go. Right, and that's it from us. That was fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say big thanks to Nathan. Thank you. Thank A big thanks to the secret journalist, Phil. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Enjoy your time off working. Yeah, I will. Yeah, very yeah. much so. <laughs> and uh, thanks to Tommy Gunn Boaster in the Cup aka Matt Kearney FBL Nympha and their fantasy football chaps you need to contact us at Ultimate F Pods uh, enjoy game week 28 don't forget no Arsenal no Man City no Sheffield United no Aston Villa be big be strong be good bye <laughs> Just cruising, so kick off the balls and